Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this show for selfish reasons, because we will be retiring in the next few years, but we're not sure where. Then a light bulb went off in Jean's head. What are others doing? With so many baby boomers retiring, there must be many relocating. So we decided, let's connect with them and pick their brains. But first, a little background. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff. I am not Asian. (laughs) Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I am a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York for many years and have been thinking about our future home. So we'll be speaking to folks from around the country and now around the world who have moved to venues of their dreams and more. And we will share their stories and we will share their intimate secrets. No. I'm just kidding, Jean. But we will provide information that you may not find anywhere else. So stay tuned. Hello. Today we'll be chatting with Christine Bennett of Panama City Beach, Florida. Panama City Beach, featuring 27 miles of white sand beaches along turquoise waters of the Gulf of Mexico on Florida's Panhandle, is home to two state parks, dozens of public beach access points, waterfront restaurants that serve up fresh local seafood, and legendary attractions such as dolphin encounters at Gulf War Marine Park, shopping at Pier Park Mall, and viewing the oddities at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. I'm all about the oddities, Gil. Oh, yeah. You don't have to tell me. (laughs) Panama City Beach's slogan is, the world's most beautiful beaches, due to its unique sugar-white sand beaches. Last but not least, the city is a popular spring break destination, and it was the setting for the 2015 film, Dancing, It's On. Christine was born in Manitoba, Canada, and grew up in Winnipeg, and was educated there. Right after high school, she was hired by an advertising agency. She subsequently returned to school at night and earned a business degree. For years, Christine worked in marketing at the Hudson's Bay Company, a major Canadian retailer. Some of us in the States may be familiar with its subsidiaries like Saks. How about that, Jane? And Saks Off Fifth. From there, she became a commercial sales manager at a company specializing in producing lottery tickets and promotional scratch-off games. Hmm. That's got to be interesting. She was then introduced to SEA Promotions, a client for whom she produced printed promotional scratch-off games on behalf of their clients. From that role, she obtained a work visa and moved to Dallas to start her next chapter. It was a very rewarding and lucrative career that she ultimately decided to leave in January of this year, 2021, for Panama City Beach. Christine's game plan when moving to Florida was to find a part-time job that offered health care benefits since she did not yet qualify for Medicare. After settling in Florida for a couple of months, she took a cashier job at Home Depot. This is exactly what I wanted to do, right? Because I want to build, you know, all the the wooden items in my head. So I want to be near that. A couple of weeks later, 
An acquaintance referred her to a leasing agent position in a luxury apartment complex. She worked there for almost three months, but quickly realized that the responsibilities were not aligned with the low pay. Mm, I get that. It was a very difficult job, and she was working much harder than she expected. So what did she do? She bit the bullet and filed early for Social Security and budgeted to pay for health care for the coming year. She says it was all an adjustment, I'll bet. But she was excited about retirement and finding new and rewarding ways to spend her time. Christine's interests include being active, including exercising and walking. She also enjoys books and music. Living near the beautiful beach in Panama City is what soothes my soul. And sitting under the umbrella with a good book is my little piece of heaven, she says. She plans to volunteer at two or three different charitable organizations. The first one she signed up for is a Saturday morning beach cleanup group where they meet to clean up the trash that inconsiderate tourists leave behind. Habitat for Humanity is of interest because she'd like to learn some DIY. She's also researching other organizations and is excited about doing something totally different in her life. All those things that you mentioned are things that I actually want to do. I feel like we're twins. There's this group called Four Ocean, and they go out to the sea. It started out, I don't know, must be now five years ago, where these two guys just started with some bags and they would go out, uh, I think they were surfers, and, and would go out and start collecting all the plastic that accumulate and then hurt the sea animals. And it's become huge. And just cleaning the beach itself is a horrendous job. So um, I'm glad you're doing that. That's really great. Christine explains that COVID made her reevaluate her life and where it was headed. She divorced after 16 years of marriage and has two grown stepsons to whom she's still very close. She knew long ago that she wanted to move to Panama City Beach. In fact, that was the retirement plan she and her ex had envisioned. Well, she followed through on her dream with no regrets. After 23 years of chasing the dollar in a fairly high-pressure sales job, she knew her drive was waning. Christine always believed you only get one life. So she pulled the plug on the career and the comfort of a good income to embrace freedom. Wow, Christine, you literally so eloquently summed up my thoughts. And I, too, retired just this week. By the time this episode airs, it'll be a month into retirement. We'll see how I feel. <laughs> so tell us, how did you know Panama City Beach was the it place when you were married? Of the myriad of places in the South, tell our listeners why the city? Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity to share with you today. When my ex-husband and I came here on vacation about 13 years ago, we were invited by friends who had just bought a small property and we were invited to be their guests. And as we drove from Pensacola to Panama City Beach and watching these white sandy beaches, which reminded me of snowbanks in Canada and how far I had come from having to shovel snow and scrape ice off my car. I just knew this is a place I want to be. I had the hustle and bustle of Dallas, Texas was becoming more of a challenge as more and more people poured into that great state. Coupled with COVID, as you mentioned, I decided I've had enough. I've had enough sitting in traffic. I've had enough of jumping up at 5.30 in the morning to go to boot camp before I go to work and try to balance the stress of the job. And so I guess in summary, it was a place that as soon as I saw it, I fell in love with. 
Oh, that's such a great story about the mountains and the snow. And now it's snowy sands. Cool. (laughs) There's wonderful sand dunes here, and they truly do look like snow-covered hills. And it's not a lie when they say the sugary beaches, because it really does look like white sugar, and it's as fine and soft. And it's it's just wonderful. I'd like to experience that, because I know that sand can be hard, you know, between your toes, Mm -hmm. and can be a little uncomfortable. So... I get it. Well, you talk about traffic in Dallas. Is there much traffic in Panama City? Actually, it's funny you ask because it is tourist season. So yes, right now there is. My family in Canada finds it astounding that there would be such a tourist collection of people here in the summer because snowbirds, as you know, find warm climate during winter months. But here it appears that people from Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, this is their go-to. Really? And because a fairly small city, what we call Front Beach Road is bumper to bumper. That is where all of the high-rise condos line the beautiful beaches. Uh-huh. People are staying. So I live a little bit north of that, and I'm in a perfect area where I'm not prone to that on a daily basis. So I can make my way around my little part of town very well to grocery stores, wine stores, restaurants, without getting caught up in the craziness. So do you need a car to get around or is it a walkable city? No, definitely need a car. And there is public transport. I've seen some bus stops, but I don't think I've really seen a bus. I've seen people standing at bus stops. (laughs) don't know how long they've been there. Hopefully they're not still there from yesterday, but (laughs) I don't know. A car is is a must. Have you seen many elderly? Is it elderly friendly? It is elderly friendly. I suppose, depending on where you live, um, you can certainly walk around. So I live in a in a small community. They're manufactured homes. So they're fairly small, but everybody has built on. The one I purchased had been added on for a sunroom and a living room. And we have a clubhouse and we have many activities. We are a couple of miles from two grocery stores, but certainly you can't walk there. So that is a very good point about elderly. And there's many elderly in my community. All of them drive. And for those who no longer drive, there's always friends and neighbors who um, certainly assist some of the elderly. Was your home built recently? Because I know Hurricane Michael devastated much of the city in 2018. Is that correct? Yes, it devastated a very significant part of Panama City versus Panama City Beach. And all that separates the two is a bridge, a bridge that's one mile wide. And so Panama City itself seemed to be more in the destructive path of direct winds. Panama City Beach, of course, had major winds as well. And within this community, there were several damaged homes. The one that I now live in was one of them, but it was repaired very well. I also own another property that in this community that I rent. And astoundingly, there was not one broken window, not one torn screen, not one shingle blown off of that property. So much like tornadoes, it's real evidence of the path of destruction jumps around and you don't don't know if you're in its way. So I have to admit that the hurricane subject does concern me. I knew that when I moved here, but I also lived in Dallas, Texas, where tornadoes were also a major threat. I think there's risk everywhere. Mm -hmm. And all I can do is be safe. And if I feel unsafe, I'll load up my car and drive away. Pray that when I come back, 
I still have my my stuff, but it's stuff. You can replace stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you on the first floor? Yes, what? I have a single dwelling home. That's one story. It's kind of a bi-level. So my living room and sunroom are four steps down from the kitchen and bedroom. And, so. and how far are you from the beach? I am uh, three miles from the closest yeah. entrance, which is easy. And I know the back way to get there. <laughs> One of the first things I did when I moved here last January is I bought a annual pass to the Florida State Parks. So I'm three miles from St. Andrews State Park, which is my favorite access point because there's ample parking and I don't have to walk anywhere but to the beach. And I can go to any state park in Florida. So I'm planning to do some day trips just to explore some of the beauty. And um, I think that was the best 64 bucks I ever spent. Wow. Yeah. And does wow. that include parking or do you have to pay for parking yeah. still? No, it's parking. No. What if you don't have that pass? How much is parking? Do you know? It's, uh, it's $8 per car load. If I walked in there or bicycled in there, it would be $2 per. So I, I access it for free. If I have anybody else in my car, it's $2 per person. Mm-hmm. So there's certainly dozens and dozens of public access roads, but parking is becoming a big deal wow. right now in this tourist season. When you guys went down there, when you were married for vacation, mm-hmm. how was it? Was it during tourist season? Yes. And it wasn't as bad. Oh, like it, it was, there's a lot of things that have been built up after Hurricane Michael, many people left. And it appears that many people are returning it feels like a lot of developers are jumping in, realizing this is one of the, I, I heard, this is one of the top 10 beaches in America that is experiencing major growth. You mentioned the Pier Park Shopping Mall. It's like an outdoor venue with mm. not just shopping, but there's a Dave and Buster's. So you have all that kind <laughs> of you know, family entertainment. There's a ginormous Ferris wheel, typical of um, the London Eye. More and more condos and shopping experiences being built. There's there's uh, construction cranes everywhere. I heard that there's twenty thousand people moving into the Bay County area per month. Wow. Per month? Wow. Where they're all going to live? There, there was really no affordable housing here, and like many markets, the housing market here is exploding. I do plan to sell my rental unit once the lease is up uh, with the woman that's currently living there because I. I don't want to have two properties. If something happens, I'd let, rather lose one thing than both things. That's smart. That's I smart. Never planned to keep it. I had never planned to keep it forever anyway. Right, right. So, um, But yeah, it's, it's growing. And with that comes a lot of other opportunities. But I do worry about affordable housing for people. And working in that leasing job for the short time I did, we were at 98% capacity. There were 188 units. When I left at the beginning of June, the first available was at the end of August. Wow. There would be at least 20 people walk in every day saying, I need an apartment. I'm like, okay, when? Like (laughs) tomorrow, next week, next month. I'm like, no, sorry. (laughs) But nothing. You know, I forgot to mention earlier that I was surprised by, and that is that Florida has two time zones, actually. I always thought, you know, when you go south from New York, that it was all the same. Do you know where the split is? Is it that one mile between Panama City and Panama City Beach? <laughs> it's it's not there, but um, I, I drove to Tallahassee 
several weeks ago, which is a little over a two hour drive. And somewhere in the middle of this forest, the, the time kicked over to be Eastern time. So I'm not sure where the dividing line yeah. is. I was, I was hoping there would be a sign that said, yeah. welcome to Eastern time. But <laughs> right. so somewhere on a, on a two lane highway with forest on both sides on the way to Tallahassee, you will find Eastern time. I don't know. Where. <laughs> so, so much of the panhandle is central time. Yes, it is. Yes. So interesting. I right? never knew that. No. Right. Yeah. Who knew? I didn't know. Until I moved here. <laughs> until the first time I came. Oh, cool. Cool. Okay. Can you talk to us about healthcare? How's the healthcare? You know, obviously that was the big, a big thing for me. And that's why I wanted a part-time job. And I'd researched companies locally that would pay healthcare benefits for part-time workers. Um, so Home Depot was my first go-to. However, I had to work for four months before I qualified. And so I was still paying for private health care and I didn't work there long enough to qualify. So then when I got the leasing agent job, which was a full-time job, which I didn't really want, but I realized quickly, I, I guess I have to do this for health care. And I qualified after 60 days, but honestly, the health care wasn't very good. Mm. I mean, it was more like probably the worst package that you could find on Obamacare. So when I decided to quit, I just reinstated my private health care that through United Healthcare that I that's what I purchased. So I'm on honestly, I'm paying about five hundred dollars a month, which is a lot of money, but I'm not gonna take the risk of having something horrible happen and being bankrupt very quickly. Coming from Canada where there is social medicine, I appreciate the value of having health coverage. I know the value of having health health coverage and without spending the next hour talking about the pros and cons of social medicine, which I'm not a fan of. All I know is I have to make sure that I'm covered should something happen. And that's what I'm going to do. So mm -hmm. I'm going to find some little side gig to basically pay for that. And actually signed up for focus group surveys. If I can make that 500 bucks a month, that's, that's cool. That like, that would just be a yeah. perfect solution. Okay. And Instacart is another thing I'm looking at. Oh, right. That's become really popular. Oh, those, those guys work hard. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. Um, I, and you know, I, I do actually enjoy grocery shopping. I actually do. So I'm thinking, well, that might be fun. And whoever <laughs> up for will have the best produce and the best meat in their grocery. Oh, bag. that is so important. Right. Because right? it all depends on the shopper. And you know, yeah. we've, yeah. we've gotten stuff like you can have a dent can and you don't want that. Right. Cause they're, they're so rushed with time to meet the right. schedule. Are, are you a good packer? Cause Gil claims that when she was a teenager and worked at a supermarket called Wallbaums in Brooklyn, <laughs> she was the best packer and people would, would spot her and, and want to get in her line right away. Are you a good packer? I am a very good packer. And <laughs> If I ever meet you, Jill, I'd like to challenge you to a packing contest. <laughs> you accept? I, I tell you, she's like my twin. You accept? I accept. We're on, baby. We're on. <laughs> when I would go to run errands, when I worked full time in Dallas, and my friend and I would run errands at lunch, and you know, we'd go to a pack it yourself type grocery store sometimes, and Becky would say, you know, I'll let you pack. You you do it so well. I And I'm like, yes, because you suck. You, you. <laughs> I like packing. Yeah, That's what Gil yeah. says to me. No, oh, yeah. my goodness. It's when I try sign, to pack. It's a sign of organizational something that's built in. It's wired. You know, it truly is. That and gift wrapping. Do you like gift wrapping? Actually, no, I'm not good at oh. that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
stepsister then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Close enough. You know, we can't be okay. exactly the same. Let me get back to the healthcare other side of it. Have you been able to find good doctors and so forth? Thankfully, I haven't required one. Um, so I have my portal set up and I kind of played around with what if I just need a family doctor? What if I need something more specific? So there are lots of medical facilities here. There are lots of doctors. I'm not concerned about that. I suppose I should just kind of make an appointment. So I have one set up, but I also think well, I'm not sick. Why am I going to waste somebody's time? Right, right, right. And you know, as my mother would say, why would you go to a doctor? Unless you are sick, you're bringing on bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. The cost of housing, how, how is that? So I can only speak to what I know. Mm -hmm. And I kind of bought when prices were starting to skyrocket. And so many people that live in this community, I shouldn't say many, there's a number of, of homes in this community that have gone on the market or even been advertised quietly before a for sale sign went on. And they've sold in like two or three days. Wow. wow so yeah. things are, you know, like many markets right now. And again, I think with all the influx of people coming here, uh, especially if you're coming from very expensive places like New York and California, <laughs> this is the very affordable place. But if you're trying to come from a smaller town in, say, Alabama, this might be really far reaching. I actually looked at some listings just out of interest the other day, and I saw this two bedroom two bath bungalow that was about $300,000 and it was about a thousand square feet. So maybe you as a New Yorker think, oh, wow, that's really cheap. But all things considered, I think that's rather expensive. Because when I lived in Dallas, before the, the Dallas market went crazy, in 2001, we bought a 2,600 square foot bungalow that was four bedrooms, two and a half baths, and we paid 155 for it. Oh my wow. goodness. That's just some uh Yeah. Some I guess a lot of people do buy instead of just renting because that might be tight as well. Well, a lot of people buy condos and then they rent them out and they rent them on VRBO and Airbnb. Mm -hmm. What I found in my research before I bought this place was the cost of the HOA fees is ridiculous. Truly is like a second mortgage. One of the things that attracted me to this community is that A, it's very well maintained and the HOA fees were lower than anything else I found. And my ah. HOA fees cover water, landscaping, cable. Wow. And then we have a full-time HOA manager on premise. Uh, they work six days a week nice. and she's a firecracker and no nonsense. And they will find people if, you know, you can't have raggedy cars in your driveway. You can't hang clothes outside. You can't. It's very well maintained. We had all the palm trees trimmed two weeks ago, and that was part of the HOA fee. So the value of the service for what we're paying is both affordable and remarkable. Can you give us an average cost of what that, what that looks like? Well, I am paying $560 a quarter. Wow. Oh, that's really that's reasonable. really yeah. reasonable. Yes. And I've seen monthly HOA fees for 50 a month, wow. 600 and uh, high rises that are along the beach. I'm not sure what you get for that money, but <laughs> after the tragedy in um, Surfside, Florida, I don't know. I, first of all, I didn't want to ever be on the beach because that's to me more of a risk than where I am. No, you did all the smart things. Yeah. I cannot get over that, that includes so nice. cable. And uh, yeah. Wow. 
I know. <laughs> For a quarter. Well, the best thing to me is the gardening. You don't have to garden. And the palm trees. I never thought people actually trimmed the palm trees because they're so Perfect. high up. But they can get raggedy. Yeah. Raggedy and they have some kind of a picture like a Spanish moss. Yes, kind yes. Of. And so the palm fronds are also kind of sharp-ish. So I had two palm fronds that were touching my roof. Well, that's going to burn my shingles. Yeah. Interesting. And I had inquired about who can I get to? Does anybody have a referral? And then my office manager said, oh, no, we're, we'll be trimming the palm trees in two weeks. I'm like, that's in the front of my house. Oh, wow. So I thought it was my responsibility. No, it's it's part of our HOA. That's Excellent. So great. Excellent. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. And in general, besides housing, what's the how's the cost of living there? Uh, honestly, that it's more expensive than I had hoped. So groceries, I find a very significant increase, not just now because everything's more, but um, like compared to what I paid for groceries in Dallas, this is significantly more. And maybe because it's a smaller community and it's not on a main major city that, you know, takes a little bit more to get here. I'm not sure the reason, but I would have thought produce would be cheaper because it's Florida. I don't find that to be the case at all. And I don't know whether it's a fair evaluation given the fact that everything is increasing to begin with. But even when I came here last October, I knew the grocery stores were higher than what I was accustomed to paying in Dallas. But I'm just one person. It's not that big a deal for me. But if you had a family of six, it might be. And here's the big question for Gil. Is there a Trader Joe's nearby? No. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no Aldi. So that made me very sad. There isn't even a Costco. Wow. Sam's Club. Okay. But okay. I have a Costco membership. So t I went to Tallahassee just because I wanted to, but I thought I'm going to go to Costco and get a few major things that I wanted. Yeah. And it was a nice drive. And the closest thing is called Fresh Market. Okay. But I think it's more in the Whole Foods category than the Trader Joe's. Oh, category. okay. Okay. Speaking from, <laughs> I can tell that you were a Trader Joe shopper. That was one of my, one of my lists. I do miss my Kroger. That was my favorite grocery store. Yeah, I like Kroger's. Uh, yeah. Trader Joe's had really wonderful kind of more gourmet type things for reasonable prices. Exactly. Aldi, Aldi was a perfect for yes. your base. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Let's switch to weather. What's the weather like? Is it, is it a lot different than Southern Florida? I don't think it's much different. Um, you know, we're on the Gulf, so we have the humidity as well. This is the stormy season. No, it's hurricane season right now. So... We all laugh and say, wait five minutes, the weather will change. And it's not even a joke because it can be partly cloudy. And all of a sudden there's a dark cloud that roars in and it downpours for 10 minutes and then it moves away. So I'm getting a bit more accustomed to that than, than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. And so, in fact, yesterday morning when I went for the beach cleanup event, it was partly cloudy. It was fine. And then 10 minutes into walking on the beach with my trash bag, it started sprinkling. And so I kind of moved along a little quicker. And then about 30 minutes later, it downpoured and we all went running back to the covered patio. Uh, but I'll still trade this for whatever you're doing in New York. In yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, baby. I'm with you. I'm with you too. What about if you want to get away for a little while, how far is the nearest airport? There's an airport here in Panama City Beach. It's a 30 minutes, so 30 minute drive. Uh, Southwest and Delta and American all fly here. So American and Southwest, I mean, you can, you can get anywhere. Obviously, I come from Dallas. That would be my hub to go see friends. It's obviously a little harder now for me to get to Winnipeg to see my family, but I can't get over the border yet anyway. 
It's another sad story. Mm. But I would fly either to Atlanta on Delta and then take uh, Delta to Minneapolis and then Minneapolis, Winnipeg. There was never direct flights to Winnipeg when I lived in Dallas. So I'm adding one more leg. And you're used to all that connection. And so normally, like it's less than a two hour flight to Dallas. So it's it's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. And it's direct to Dallas? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Is that where your stepsons are? No, uh, my my eldest stepson is in the army. He's in Clarksville, mm-hmm. Tennessee, and he and his lovely wife are being transferred to Honolulu. So yeah, I'll be going to visit him. <laughs> <laughs> my other stepson is in Tulsa. Okay. Uh, uh, he and his partner have a eight year old boy. Oh, nice. Eight going on eighteen, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't get to see them very often. I did see my my military stepson and his wife in March when they went to Destin for his birthday. So I drove out there. Oh, nice. Destin is only 50 miles away, but it took me two hours to get there yeah. because it's a two lane highway four lane, well, four lane highway. But it was spring break. Oh. <laughs> and I'll never do that again. Note to self, do not head west during spring break. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say I wasn't surprised because wherever we go, if it says a certain amount of time for Here Jean, we go. <laughs> it's always doubled because we have to make the stops. You know, we have to do this, get a bite. She's to exaggerating. Eat. But no, that's I am not exaggerating. I have proof and I have a witness. I have a witness, our son. Um, so do you have many family uh, in Winnipeg? All my family's there. OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So I was the only one who kind of braved it and ventured away but i have two older brothers both retired i have two younger sisters one just retired on june 30th she worked for the provincial justice department for 33 years my other sister is still working for a major insurance company Mm -hmm. and um, she wishes she could retire sooner rather than later but my mother is 88 years old oh god bless in assisted living but she's in relatively good shape she's got osteoporosis so she's got bad foundation but thankfully she doesn't have any heart issues or any internal problems and she has a walker and she does laps around the courtyard or goes on the treadmill if it's raining so yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing them soon yeah now i bet they'll want to come down to florida well my mom of course is too old to travel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, my sisters are planning to come in september i think if the border opens. Yeah. Yeah. But please tell Prime Minister Trudeau to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I like Trudeau. OK, <laughs> let's talk about the activities that you had mentioned before, um, not the volunteering, but the social activities. Are you near a movie theater um, or are there are classes that you could take um, and so forth? There is a movie theater at Pier Park. And it's fully opened. And so I actually went to see a movie about a month ago. I went to see oh. Queen Bee, which oh. I really encourage you to see it. It has all the wonderful actresses and and Margaret. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was really a heartwarming story. So there oh, is good. a movie there. I do a exercise class from nine till 10, Monday to Friday, which is led by a woman who I hope to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> She's 10 years older than me and she's an energizer bunny. And so we do this. Uh, it's a three mile walking workout. Oh, wow. With hand weights. And oh. so that kind of keeps me going. Is that as tough as a boot camp you used to do? Well, I tried to find something, but with COVID, 
I, I didn't immediately immediately find any classes. This is a little less strenuous than the boot camp, but I kind of also try to do my own thing periodically to supplement what I'm doing with these ladies. But they're a wonderful group and we have great fun and laughs and it's quite enjoyable. And then I also joined a group. It's called Meetup. And so it's an app. I don't know if yes, you've ever Meetup. heard of it. We've heard of it. Yeah. And you can search whatever your fancy might be if you're into book clubs or uh, restaurants or, you know, outdoor activities, kayaking. I personally have, I'm not a kayaker, but I'm going to learn. That's one Ooh. of the things I learn how to do. And my Energizer Bunny friend, she's a kayaker also. And so we're planning to do some day trips and she can teach me how to kayak. Wow. That you are adventurous. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. And what about, I know there are two colleges in town. Do you know if they have classes that they offer? I truly haven't looked into that. I'm mm -hmm. sure there may be. I'm not sure with COVID if there's been some restrictions, right. but Florida State University and the other one I think is Gulf Coast. Gulf Coast State. I'm not sure if they have, I'm sure if I had the uh, interest of pursuing something, I could mm -hmm. figure it out, but yeah, I'm smart <laughs> enough. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. You sound so busy as it is. I mean, you know, and I'm sure you've made friends with these groups and 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 uh, you sound very busy, you know, with the with the volunteer work, too. Good for you. I got to keep busy. I'm not one to sit around. That part had been the adjustment when I decided to stop working altogether. Yeah. And that's why also I'm going to look for some other little side gig like the Instacart or mm, mm, mm. or whatever else. So, yeah, yeah. bring it out. It's only been six months, but I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, well, you're doing a lot for someone yeah. who's only been there such it a short like time. Sounds like the Instacart is for you with your uh, <laughs> your packing skills. No, not not only that, but her her care. You know, wanting to pick the fresh the, vegetables, yeah, not yeah. the limpy, you know, spinach <laughs> yeah. and and you know what have you. Okay, cool, very good. How are the restaurants there? Can I assume you can get really good seafood? Gosh, yes, this is seafood heaven, and there are so many restaurants. I don't even know how I would ever manage to go to each and every one of them, but I have not been disappointed with anywhere that I've been. And I don't go out to eat every day, of course. It's not part of my budget at this time. And I do, I do enjoy cooking. So I like, you know, I cook several times a week, and then I go out a couple times a week. My favorite is grouper. I don't know if you get that up yes. there, but grouper has become my new favorite. And of course, this is shrimp capital of the universe. No shortage of uh, seafood dishes, that's for sure. And I've never been an oyster fan. It, it's all texture for me. I don't eat sushi because I don't like the texture. But my my friend, Energizer Bunny, she insisted I try baked oysters. Oh. And I got to tell you, I love it. I love oh, wow. so, never be afraid to experiment yeah yeah it's funny it is all about the texture i love yeah. i love all that texture i love how it melts especially uh salmon salmon sashimi is the way to go oh really <laughs> yeah it just melts in your mouth so, so you're originally from canada do you miss any canadian food what's the, what's what's the french tribes where they put all that stuff on top of it poutine poutine, oh, poutine yes yeah, do you do you miss that can you get that I can't get that here that I know of. I actually got it in Dallas because there was a, a Canadian diner. It was called the Maple Leaf Diner. Oh. And they had bean and they had pierogies and they had uh, cabbage rolls and they had butter tarts. So, no, I can't get any of that here. So if I wanted, I better learn how to make it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you mentioned earlier about how it's just things and, and we can live without things and we can always buy them again. 
was the move from Dallas since you were there for so long, was, was the move difficult in terms of shedding things? And talk to us about that. No, it wasn't. I kind of shed twice because when I got divorced, I went from that 2,550 square foot house to an 800 square foot apartment. Oh, oh. <laughs> and so I shed a lot then. And then when I was moving here, there was a transitional few months where I rented the upstairs of a friend's home. So I shed more in preparation of this move, but I really was planning to start over. So I, d- I brought very little furniture. So I purchased, you know, new beds, mattresses, living room furniture, tables. Like I brought very, very little. It was very liberating, to be honest. Yes. Yes, we, we've we've heard that from so many of our guests, that, that feeling of, you know, just losing it and, and feeling wonderful. My mother is still so upset that I got rid of this and that. And what, you know, I had these, um, I had these Asian antique pieces that were very lovely, but I, I'm like, mom, they don't, they don't fit. They don't fit the groove. They don't fit the climate. So I actually sold them back to my ex-husband. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Because there were pieces that him and I found together in an antique shop. And because of COVID, I was, you know, hoping to take it to a consignment store. And I said, hey, you want to buy these back and then you can do what you want with them. And he'll probably end up selling them. But yeah, it it worked out really well for me. (laughs) Did he haggle with you? (laughs) No, no. That's funny. I I gave him a good deal because I wanted to buy also. (laughs) Well, that was very nice of you. I didn't have time to, you know, mess around with it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was a fair deal. He may get the better end of the stick. I don't know. Maybe I had. (laughs) You're so cute. (laughs) But I don't miss it. Like I, I had to get rid of a lot of, I got rid of a lot of clothes and shoes and purses Mm. because why did I need them here? And then I got that leasing job and like, oh man, I got to go buy some more clothes. (laughs) I know that's that's how I feel right now. I mean, I have a lot of suits or, you know, professional wear. There's a place dress for success. I'm sure you've heard yeah. about, you know, yeah. and I just have to part with those things that I bought because I, I I remember that, you know, that old theory, you only buy the stuff you love. So I wound up buying buying those things that I loved. And now it's really hard to get rid of. But it's just fabric materials. I mean, it's just stuff. Right. I so. still have much. I still have, I still have too many shoes. So I have a five shelf bookcase that was left behind by the previous owners. And I have an in-house storage room in my place. And I moved that five shelf bookshelf in there. <laughs> and that's where all my shoes and boots are. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? What's the test, right? If you don't go there for a year... Out I don't think go. she's going by that test for the yeah, shoes. But I've got some leopard skin. Uh, uh, here we go. Here we yeah, go. You you're not <laughs> going to wear those in Florida, right? <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. Not, not on that sugar sand. <laughs> I kept my red suede boots for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? When you travel, when you travel north, you're going to need right? some. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's stuff, but still. Yeah. Um, I love shoes too. Okay. Shoes. All right. So I think we've covered a lot. Um, Do you have any words of wisdom for people who are interested in making a big move like you have? Be brave. Just step out. If something calls you, try it. What's the worst thing that can happen? What was the worst thing that happened here? If it didn't work out, I can go back to Dallas. I can go back to Canada. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But 
this was something I thought about for many, many years. And um, don't think there haven't been times where I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? But I wake up the next day um, and I go sit on that beach. I'm like, yeah, this is why I'm here. And um, I'm just going to continue to be brave. People say I'm either really brave or really stupid. So I'm hoping it's the former, not the latter. <laughs> no, no, I definitely oh, think it's good. brave. I, like I think it's great. Panama City Beach sounds like a great selection that you made, right? It was smart. You did your research. You had experienced it before and yes. you've made other trips before, you know, you went there and settled in. So um, more power to you. I, I I don't think it was stupid at all. I mean, either Thank we're you. stupid. Yeah, we might be you're stupid because we're agreeing with you. <laughs> you're ever in this area, please. Oh. I'll make sure that we have a little snack and a beverage. And uh, <laughs> oh. Absolutely. You. you are a treasure. Can't wait to meet you. Okay, good. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for your time. Yeah, Thank you so much. You're wonderful. Okay. Okay. Have, Take care. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well. Be well.